Hey there, you guys. How are you? I hope that you are having a lovely summer. It is still summer, isn't it? I think so. Certainly is here at Greenbelt because that's where we are. Today, Shedlet is from the Greenbelt Festival in the grounds of Broughton House, which you can see in the background behind me in Northamptonshire. And uh, I've managed to uh, find a little quiet spot to have a chat with you. So this is another Shedlet today, uh, a mini holy shed because I'm taking things a little bit easier during August. Now, you will know, excuse me, <coughs> you will know that uh, I am a great lover of art. And um, a little while back, our friend Susan sent this picture to me and wondered what I made of it. Well, what's not to love? It's called The Wounded Angel by a Finnish artist called Hugo Simberg, uh, painted in 1903. For those of you who are listening to this on the podcast, let me explain that the painting depicts a female-looking young angel being carried on a stretcher by two young boys who, it's fair to say, are of sombre appearance. The angel is sitting up, but bent over, bent forward, clearly injured with blood on her broken wing and a bandage around her eyes. This beautiful, melancholic image is set against a recognisable landscape for Finnish people with Helsinki uh, just peeping into the background in the bottom corner. The path that the figures are walking, I understand, still exists, but at the time it led to the Blind Girls School and the Home for Cripples, which obviously is significant given the nature of the picture. Um, it's a painting which is greatly loved in Finland. Indeed, in 2006, it was voted the national painting. I don't really know what that means. I don't think we have a national painting, do we? I can't think of one, but I think we should do. It's a good idea. I think it means that Finnish people really like it. And like most artists, Simberg refused ever to explain his work, leaving it to us, the viewers, to draw our own conclusions. He'd been suffering from meningitis quite seriously at the time, so some people think that it's about his struggle with that illness. Others see it on a, on a bigger scale as a representation of century upon century of Finland suffering at the hands of Russia and Sweden. More recently, there is a Ukrainian site that I think has this moving juxtaposition of the painting uh, with a photograph of an injured Ukrainian woman being stretched through a war zone in the early days of the Russian invasion, which I guess is a way of saying we have our wounded angels too, uh, as indeed there are many wounded angels around the world. Hugo Simberg painted two versions of the picture. The, the one <coughs> which we are seeing, the original, but the other was painted on the wall of St John's Church, Lutheran Church in Helsinki. Well, as always, context is very important, and I think that placing it in a church, on the wall of the church, suggests that it was seen as having particular religious significance, maybe as a representation of the sufferings of Christ. I can certainly go with that. Uh, but, but I really love it that a church would choose to display a painting like this on the walls of the church, a painting which is, you know, quite demanding in some ways and open to individual interpretation instead of just having, you know, the usual more obvious piece of religious art. But I wonder what you see in it today. 
That's the question. How does it strike you? How does it strike me? Well, I think for me, details often catch my attention in paintings. And I'm struck by the bunch of snowdrops in the hand of the angel. Can you see those there? Uh, snowdrops are an ancient symbol of healing and rebirth, which in the picture, I suppose, could be read as an indicator of hope for the angel's healing. But for me, uh, it speaks much more about the angel as a healer, as a bringer of healing and rebirth in and through her suffering. So this detail, the detail of the flowers in her hand, is, is central to how the picture speaks to me, because I see it as an image of a wounded healer. And that's a term which was coined by the psychologist Carl Jung, and uh, also utilised as the title of a powerful little book by Henry Nouwen. But the roots of the phrase go back to Greek mythology, the legend of Asclepius, a Greek doctor who, in recognition of his own wounds, established a sanctuary where others could be healed of their wounds. <clears throat> Inspired by this Greek myth, uh, the myth of the, the wounded physician, Jung believed that it is the therapist's own hurt that creates and releases the power to bring healing to others. You know, that the process of healing is not about, you know, one perfectly whole person helping a broken person, but rather an encounter of two broken people, where the wounds of one person become the means of healing the other. But this isn't just about people in the helping professions, therapists, counsellors, etc. Because I think we all have a part to play in bringing hope and healing to others, to the world in general. And this painting underscores for me that it's not through our perfection, not through our great virtues or wholeness that we can bring healing, but actually through our brokenness, through our woundedness, through our defectiveness. There's, <clears throat> excuse me, a beautiful role reversal in the painting. An angel, a traditional source of heavenly strength and power, is here dependent on two young boys. And I do so like the look on the face of the boy at the back of the stretcher, who's looking intently in our direction with, I think, something of a don't mess with us expression on his face, a look of determined protection maybe of the one that they carry my goodness this there's so much to love and to see in this picture the, f the famous leonard cohen song i'm sure you know it says there is a crack in everything that's how the light gets in forget about perfection cohen says perfection is really just a pipe dream there's a crack in everything but the good news is it's through the cracks that the light gets in that's where the healing comes from through the fractures the breakages the wounds uh, i think it's it's a beautiful song with a with a beautiful message however you know simberg's painting suggests a further insight to me to say something like there's a wound in all of us and that's how the light gets out that's how the light gets out the beauty of the angel in the painting is that she is still an angel though wounded She's beautiful, she has wings, albeit broken, and she has a message of healing and rebirth, despite, or maybe because of, everything 
that she has suffered, which, of course, is completely unknown to us. When I contemplate the current cult of perfection, especially in the social media world, it's pretty obvious where it leads, I think. It leads to falsehood and deception, to a culture of, of retouching, of photoshopping, of make-believe, and then to despair, to isolation and self-hatred, to self-harm and even suicide, because actually no one can possibly live up to the sort of perfection that is being photoshopped into our lives. And I think there's a religious equivalent to this as well, um, of demeaning and putting ourselves down because we're not Christ-like enough, not holy enough, not loving or, or sacrificial enough. So much of my uh, pastoral work and life is spent helping people, lovely people, to, in the name of God, turn off their inner critic and to learn to be kind to themselves in their imperfection, to entrust themselves to a process of healing and growth that we all need to go on. You know, we're all work in progress instead of expecting uh, ourselves to be finished items. So here's the wonderful news. The light that can bring hope and healing to others, to a broken world, isn't out there somewhere, you know, which we're trying to get into ourselves. It's already within us, each and every one of us. Um, I mean, that's what the Quakers tell us, isn't it? And I believe it. The light of Christ dwells within. But you know what? That light isn't revealed through our perfection, but through our brokenness. The poet Rumi said, the wound is the place where the light gets in. The wound is the place where the light gets in. I'm sure that must be the inspiration for Leonard Cohen's song. True, indeed. But what I want to add is, the wound is also the place where the light gets out. Changing the metaphor, the wonderful Buddhist Thich Nhat Hanh wrote, Out of the mud grows the lotus. Through our greatest struggles, we find our deepest strength. Or as St Paul says in Corinthians, God's strength is more easily seen in moments of weakness. It's through embracing our deepest sorrows that we're able to appreciate our greatest joy. But first of all, before all of this can happen, before, you know, the healing can get out from us to others, to the world round about, we must first be willing to sit in the shit, if you don't mind me putting it that way, you know? The mock of our reality, instead of trying to deny it or escape it or whatever, you know, the, the... there's a, a point at which we need to just sit in the shit, if you like. You know, when I look at this painting, I see that in the entire picture, the light is emanating from the central figure, from the wounded angel, who is still holding the snowdrops. That's such a lovely detail for me. And in an otherwise barren landscape in the picture, look, Flowers are springing up all around her. It's like that's, that's what she's bringing as she comes into this barren landscape. So, you know, friends, we don't have to look for the light outside of ourselves. The light is already within. And it's through our woundedness, through our broken expectations of ourselves, 
that the light gets out. So I leave you with this thought that you should know that nothing can extinguish the light of Christ within you. And keep hold of your snowdrops. Hang on to hope and healing and rebirth for yourself and the world. That's what I find so encouraging about this picture. So here's a prayer. Wounded angel, may we learn to understand that it is through brokenness, not strength, that hope and healing shines. May we learn to love ourselves as we are and not as we think we should be. May we learn to embrace with serenity that it is from the mud of reality in ourselves and in the world that new life can be reborn like lotus flowers and snowdrops in the spring. Amen. Well, there you go. That's our little greenbelt shedlet. And um, if you like that, if you like what I'm doing here in the Holy Shed, well, you can support us by buying us a coffee. The link is on your screen now and it's always at the top of the posts on the Holy Shed Facebook page. And we are so grateful to all of you who encourage us in this way and through lots of other ways too. So next week, it'll be back to the Holy Shed in its more normal format uh, with a bit of a relaunch for the autumn. So I hope you can join me. Uh, meanwhile, be kind in this world. Be kind to people around you. Be kind to yourselves. Never, ever, ever underestimate the power of kindness. Stay human and I'll see you very soon.